0: So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teladano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to
1: podcasts. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth,
2: let's start at the base of a massive waterfall.
1: Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes
2: and a Nissan Pathfinder, The search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.
0: Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by
3: Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of
0: how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. USA!
2: Yo, 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 yo,
9: yo, 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 yo,
0: yo, 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 Good morning, Angelie. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne Tha Guy.
9: Peace to the planet.
0: is Thursday! Yes, it's Thursday. That's right.
1: Almost the damn weekend. That's right. And I'm tired. Tired? I'm always tired, man. And I'm always tired on days I shouldn't be tired. Yeah, you right? taping your show today, right? Yeah, my show comes on tonight, a uh, hell of a week, on Comedy Central at 1130, right after the Daily Show. Got a great show for you tonight. We got uh, Roy Wood Jr. We got uh, Malcolm Gladwell. We got my good sister, Angela Rye, and uh, Fat Joe. And I'm always tired on days I shouldn't be tired, because today's a long day. Mm-hmm. But we here. We here. We blessed, black, and we highly favored. What's happening?
10: Are we out here.
1: Yes. Good morning.
0: Well, That's we, right. ha- we got a special... Sorry, that's my. What's know, going on what's over here? Damn, bro, that's my Who are you ways. That's, to? Wow. That's, the way, that's the ways. Out, that man. ain't no damn
1: ways. That, that sounded like some directions. That sounded like something you was listening to on the way in, King, to get excited. Yeah, that
10: sounded like singing. you trying to get
1: in the mood. It was turned right. That's the damn. ways. Damn, whatever. Hey,
0: Why does it you, my King? ways
10: don't talk like that? Don't
1: I got let you. Find out. I though. got
0: <laughs> this, is the, <laughs> this is the boy. I got the boy band on the ways app. So hey man, like, turn whatever right. floats your
1: boat, King.
10: Why do you have that? I don't know. Whatever
1: floats your boat.
10: My daughter put it on there as a joke, and
0: it's
1: just been there ever since. Whatever. Floats your boat, King. Okay? To boy band. Jesus Christ. Speaking of boy bands. Omarion will be joining us We today. definitely have Omarion <laughs> in here this morning. Okay? That's uh, right. Has Omarion done any conversations or anything since um nope. since B2K did Drink Champs and all of that? He hasn't done anything.
10: I think he's doing a press run, though.
1: Yeah, he
0: hasn't.
10: I any... did lip service with him, too, so I know.
1: Yeah, yeah really not seen him anywhere. He hasn't discussed
0: anything in the last at least two, three years. Because he has got a, a book out. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's got a book coming out called Unbothered. Um, and the documentary, right?
10: Mm-hmm. And five-part series. Yes. Yeah.
0: So we'll be kicking it with Omarion a little bit. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about?
10: Uh, yes. Imagine this. A woman, uh, she was a teenager and she killed her alleged rapist. And now she has to pay restitution to his family. What? Wow. All
0: right. Well, we'll talk about that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on.
10: We're welcoming a new show to
0: iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teladono on the iHeartRadio app,
9: the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope.
12: LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
3: Got my PrevNAR20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect.
5: I'm 19, strong.
3: And asthmatic and at higher risk?
8: may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
6: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
0: Morning everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne uh, Tha Guy, we uh, are The Breakfast Club. Let's yeah. get some front page news. Now with Thursday Night Football, the Chiefs take on the Chargers tonight at 8.15 p.m. Eastern. Now okay. What else, what else you got, Yeezy?
10: Man, this is so sad. A judge in Iowa ruled that a girl who was 15 years old when she killed a man who she said raped her multiple times has to pay restitution to his family, $150,000. Piper Lewis killed her alleged rapist in 2020, and they said that she's getting five years probation. Here's what the judge had to say.
2: ...is that until you reach the age of 25, your life will be highly structured, particularly for the next three years, as it relates to the community service hours you will be obligated to complete 200 hours of community service uh, per year for the next three years. The purpose of that, Ms. Lewis, is that you have a story to tell. If you're willing to tell that story in front of me and the members here in this courtroom, you should be willing and able to tell that story to other young and vulnerable women.
10: She did plead guilty to voluntary manslaughter and willful injury. Now, what happened is Zachary Brooks, right? Um, She claims that he, who was 37 years old at the time, raped her multiple times in 2020. Originally, she was charged with first-degree murder. She was introduced to him uh, when he gave her alcohol and marijuana and had sex with her five times while she was unconscious over a three-day period, according to her plea. And so here's what she had to say as she was making her plea deal.
11: Hurt people hurt people, whether it's intentional or not. my, My actions cause pain and hurt upon others. Others' actions caused pain and hurt upon me. Now, she was living with
10: another man who had taken her in, who ordered her to go to Brooks' apartment to have sex with him in exchange for marijuana. Eventually, she did agree to go after he cut her neck, she said in this plea. According to what she said, Brooks picked her up, drove her back to his apartment. He told her to go in the bedroom, forced her to drink vodka shots, and fell asleep. And then at one point in the night, she woke up and he was raping her, she said.
0: How old was she? when?" when Fifteen. and it, well, you keep saying allegedly rape. It wasn't proven that he raped her?
10: Well, this is what her statement is, is she saying it happened. He's, you know, no longer alive.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: She
10: killed him. So here's what she said in her statement. She wrote this, by the way. She said, when she came back to the bedroom and she saw him pass out naked, she said, I suddenly realized that Mr. Brooks had raped me yet again and was overcome with rage. Without thinking, I immediately grabbed the knife from his nightstand and began stabbing him. She said, I further acknowledged that the multiple stab wounds that I inflicted upon Mr. Brooks thereafter ultimately resulted in his death. And so.
1: I mean, based off the details, I don't understand the logic because, you know, they have, sta- have stand your ground laws and self defense laws in this country where people walk for killing folks for defending themselves against less. So was it. Was it proven that he? That's what I was asking. Yeah, like, because
0: bro, she was fifteen. Yes, to stab him up and kill him if he raped that young girl. I don't have no problem with it. Not at all. Now and the law in Iowa does
10: So the law in Iowa requires the court to sentence offenders to pay at least one hundred and fifty thousand in restitution if they kill another person. Well,
13: that's what I'm saying so why? because
10: she took that plea deal, I guess. Uh-huh. And that's what the law is, which that definitely sounds wrong. I
1: wonder why she's considered. And offended though, because I feel like I mean I don't know what, I don't know what the in your ground self defense laws are in Ohio, but I mean you know if like a thirty
0: seven year old man raped a fifteen year old,
1: like what's, yeah, what's the conversation? The
0: you know what I mean? Like there is no conversation.
1: I mean I don't, and that's why I say I got I got to hear more details. I don't know I don't understand the logic. That's why I ask you know why you said allegedly like you know well,
0: because we...
1: if it wasn't proven it, but they should be able to prove it if he's there or not, right? Rape kids and well maybe that maybe they haven't proven it. That's the mm-hmm. point. Maybe that's what I am saying. Maybe that's why they charged do with murder. I don't know. But I just know they have standing ground laws and self-defense laws in this country where people walk for killing folks for defending themselves against less. So that sounds wild. Mm
10: -hmm. All right. Well, that is your front page news.
0: All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
13: right rug flooring wake up wake up
2: wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad
1: or blessed we want to hear from you on the breakfast Club.
0: hello who's this hey what's going on it's dave from houston dave from houston h town what's up brother? get it off your chest okay let
5: me take y'all man. okay i got a big big issue um I, I booked a trip to take my lady to vegas for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted to go see Usher. So I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to go see Usher. My, my cousin, they just went. They paid like $300. They was in the pit. Not, you know, front row type stuff. Nice. So I go on there to book the tickets. They done resold. Uh, you know you know how they buy all the tickets for the for the show? Yeah. And then jack the prices up like three times. Mm-hmm. So we, I paid like a $1,200 just to sit in the balcony.
0: Oh Dang. wow! Well, Sheesh. I mean, I'm looking right now, and I don't know when your date is, but I'm seeing tickets in the balcony for 400. I mean, that's still a lot of money, but you know. And then I see the low, lower level don't even make no sense. It's twenty five hundred dollars, but <laughs> yeah, but it's messed up because a lot of resellers do it. It's a business. They buy all the tickets and then they resell it and make a lot of money. That's what they do for Super Bowl. That's what they do for playoffs. That's what they even do for sneakers. But
1: ain't nothing you can do hey, to
5: try to get it there get faster. I'm like man. You said they didn't even do it for Usher. Week.
1: How was the I, show I, though?
5: I ain't went yet. We ain't go. Uh, uh, oh. I'm trying to sell the tickets, man. I can't. Quit <laughs> well,
1: well, let me tell you what you do. Invest in some binoculars, sir. OK? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. Buy a binoc- Buy a his and hers binoculars for you and your bae, all right? Uh, man, I can't, I can't, I can't.
5: Damn. I- I'm about to put my cash out by here, man, for, for everybody to Man, ain't nobody,
1: ain't nobody <laughs> paying no cash <laughs> out for you and your girl to go see <laughs> no damn usher. you always run out now.
0: Hello, who's this? Hi, this is V from Pacific, New Jersey. Hey, V. v, good v. How you feeling?
14: Good morning, y'all. I listen to you guys every single day. I be excited for that dog here today. So whenever I don't hear it, I be just off. Like I just, just like what, the, what happened? You know? When have you,
1: when have you never heard dog here today? Except for days I'm not you know, here. There's,
14: there's been a time or two that you probably was out, and then DJ Envy over here, like, okay, we're gonna open the line for so people to get here today, and it's like people just call with. Dumb stuff. Your going
0: to be the stuff. <laughs> That's once in a blue. I appreciate mama. Once you. Once in a blue,
14: but what's up? Yeah, but I really, really would love if you guys would stop playing that "I Hate You" song. Y'all Me too.
5: Hour, I'm like with over you.
14: Overacting.
1: You know, you know, you know. It's crazy when you play a song so much called "I Hate You," but then you start to hate the song because you hear it too damn much.
14: Like I, I I hate the song. I mean, it's just like
1: I'm over it, and it's like just play something else. There's so much to play. I am I am so with you. I, 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 that's a whole other conversation. Though. Like what, what I would do, do to make you feel. feel. I, I I mean, if
0: if you, oh
10: my God, not to sing you.
1: I that's Ye singing it, and we just played it too.
5: I didn't like you, but if you don't do that, I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she does. I mean, she does have a point though. I mean, I wish radio would adapt to. You know uh, how people consume music nowadays. People consume music on demand. Like you know, we have to admit that the w- the way radio plays records is-, is prehistoric at this point.
0: 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
5: The Breakfast Club. Hey, listen, man. Charlotte I want to ask you guys a question. Okay. I was holding the bell food, man. you. said
0: um, what? Well, Charlemagne actually cooked, but. All her, everything that she had was amazing. Though the syrup was good, the the pancakes was good. Mm-hmm. I tried the macaroni at the crib last night, which was amazing. So everything was pretty good, bro. Yeah, my mom,
1: my, my mom asked me that last night. My mom says, so "We getting rid of Angie, mama?" I was like, "Yeah, yep. I can't front." Patty mix is really, really dope. Yeah. Not to mention it's just just the, just the fact. I mean, not only is the product good, but yeah, there yeah. is something about you know knowing the person on the box. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's something about that.
5: So, Envy, I should blow I should
1: blow my horn for Patty bells food. Yes. Right? Are you, are you... Hey, Sean Stone. That gracious. Well,
0: How do your hey. horns have feedback?
1: Sean, can I ask you a question? Yes. What else you willing to blow for Patty's food? Uh,
0: Don't proposition him. Well, we got Thank travel you. on line three. Hold on. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but uh, I just
1: want
5: to say rest in peace to all these rappers, man. That be
1: you, bro, that was so broad and so in just like no compassion. Rest in peace to all these rappers. No, nah, goodbye, goodbye, Sean. Goodbye. goodbye. You, you didn't even think that went through. Rest in peace to all these rappers. Like Jesus Christ. Goodbye. Hello, who's
5: this? Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, brother. Good morning, guys. Uh, I just want to wish my brother a happy birthday. His okay. name is Troy. Hey, good morning.
10: Happy birthday, Troy. Morning.
5: Hey, Troy of North Carolina. I love you, bro. I hope you hear this. Okay, oh, that's
1: my sweet.
14: You guys have a wonderful day. You too.
1: Shalom in the God and DJ Envy. Peace right,
14: King, you, Bye-bye. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. How's
1: it going, Well, you had th- you had twenty more seconds, and I was calling the police about a crime in progress.
14: <laughs> <laughs> so, how's it going, Shalom?
1: Peace King, how are you, brother? Mm-hmm.
14: Pretty good. Pretty good. I I, w- I went to your Atlantic City event. It was very nice.
10: You did what? He went to your something.
14: I went to the Atlantic City of DJ and the event. For
10: oh, the car oh. show?
14: Yes.
0: You had a great it time? It very
14: nice. Thank you so much. I even got to win a prize. Uh, there was one, um, I guess, merchant that, that was doing the contest, and I won uh, a Lincoln Tech uh, bottle of water. Yes, oh, a Lincoln, Lincoln Tech, Tech
10: bottle of
0: water. Shout out to Tina and all y- that. Y- yes, Pretty it cool. was exciting. It
14: was like a spin the spin wheel
0: or something. You spin the wheel okay. and you won. Oh, yeah, shout out to Lincoln Tech. We love Lincoln Tech.
1: Congratulations, yep. King, for your bottle of water.
10: You're a winner. Uh, thank you so much. I love
14: you. Whenever you guys... Yo, did, yo, King, yo, 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 hey. yo, yo, yo. In New Wrong York, station. we on Power
1: 105,
14: King. You guys, whenever you got very sarcastic with each other, especially Solomon and uh, DJ Envy, <laughs> it is the most hysterical thing. I I don't think <laughs> ever, ever station does that.
1: Well, we've been on for 13 years. We're blessed, <laughs> brother. Thank you very much, man. We appreciate Absolutely. you, man.
14: Absolutely.
1: It is amazing. Have a
14: wonderful day, guys.
1: It will, Yes, sir. It will never cease to amaze me that these people will never know what station we're on. They just know that it's the Breakfast Club with Charlotte McGay, Angela <laughs> Lee, and DJ Enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay? Hey, it
1: is what it is.
0: Get it off your chest, 800 585 Well, We got rumors on the way?
10: Yes, and R. Kelly convicted of multiple child pornography and enticement charges, but he did have some acquittals. We'll tell you all about it.
0: All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's
5: time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast
1: Club.
10: All right, I feel like we've said this multiple times, but welcome to uh congratulations to Nick Cannon. He has welcomed his ninth child. Another one?
1: By the way, that wasn't even live. Angeli, that was a recording. Angeli recorded that months ago. <laughs> she said, well, congratulations to Nick Cannon on another child. You say it all the time. Lanisha yeah. Cole.
10: Congratulations uh, to him and Lanisha Cole. He posted introducing Onyx Ice Cole Cannon. Once again, today I'm in awe of the divine feminine God has given me and Miss Lanisha Cole the privilege of hosting an angel here on earth I vow to protect, provide, guide, and love this child to the best of my ability.
1: How many babies he had this year? Three? I don't know. At some point, I'm not. But he giving... does
10: have two more on the way. This, two that we know of, yes.
1: Yeah. At some point, I'm not giving Nick Cannon no more congratulations. At he... some point, I'm not no more gifts, and not, not that I've ever sent one. But at some point, you can't keep giving the man gifts for baby showers. No, he can't. You can't, can't keep having no baby showers. But that's
0: not fair to the mother, because some of the mothers is their first child. But you can't go to another. Oh, Nick oh no, for, for the, the mothers,
1: shower. for the mothers that's this first child, you do your thing. But for Nick, no, Nick, you've done this before. Okay, you can't have another baby shower. We cool. No, you can't.
0: Well, he has
10: two more children on the way this year with Abby De La Rosa and Brittany Bell.
0: There's no way he remembers all the birthdays. No
10: way. Now, Abby De La Rosa, in birthday. the meantime, <laughs> was on an episode of Lovers and Friends podcast, and here's what she had to say about her relationship. Naturally, yes, I could understand everybody's distaste in the way that I have chosen to live my life. Technically speaking, we all know about each other it's just how much do you want to know how much are you choosing to know and i trust the connection that i have with nick
3: so is nick your primary partner
10: nick is my primary partner yes during this pregnancy i'm monogamous by choice but if a connection comes and it doesn't necessarily have to be sex and i think that's what everybody always thinks is Oh my God! You guys are having one big orgy, and it's like actually no, this—it's actually quite
0: the opposite. Wait, wait! I'm confused. She's she's the primary partner, but he got two other babies on the way.
10: Well, no, he's her primary partner.
1: Yes, her primary partner. I'm not mad. Listen, I'm not mad at it. It's all her choice. I mean, everybody does what works for them in relationships. If that works for them, who are we to you know? I
0: I love Nick. Shout to Nick. But how much you think he pays? per month. Well, he's buying business.
10: houses and he's taking care Jeez, of everybody. I don't ever business. hear anybody complain about no, nobody ever finance. Complained.
11: That's what no, I'm saying. No, 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 I'm just curious.
1: It's, it, it, I mean, yes, it's, it's cool to be curious, but I mean, that's actually none of our business and people be be uh, complaining about the situation like they the one that got to foot those bills. Nope, I ain't got to foot I'm just that's, curious. That's on Mr. Nick Cannon. I, know I think I'm
10: the saying. main thing is time and just making sure that you're there for all of those important things. Uh, well, that's things. impossible. So that's I think, the main concern.
1: Yeah, that's, that's going to be virtually impossible. But when you have that many kids, you just text happy birthday every day, and on most days, you're right. put them all in the group chat. That's it. Most days, <laughs> days you're right. Happy birthday, Somebody kid. Somebody going to get it. Mo- yeah, on <laughs> M- most days, you're right.
10: All right. Now, R. Kelly has been convicted of multiple child pornography charges. This was in Chicago. He was convicted on three or four counts of production of child pornography and three of five counts of enticement of a minor to engage in criminal sexual activity. He was acquitted on one count each of conspiracy to obstruct justice and conspiracy to receive child pornography, as well as two counts of receiving child pornography. So,
0: if he was R. Kelly, would you go to court anymore? He got ninety years, right? hundred
10: yeah. years, something like that. He, he has thirty the, years. If I was R. Kelly, I'd
1: have left the country twenty years ago. You're All right.
10: About. Well, his attorney said that he has a sense of relief that this case is now behind him, and he feels that prosecutors had overblown their case against him. And she is considering, by the way, his attorney filing an appeal. So,
1: Why? yeah, he got uh, you yeah. You got thirty years in
10: uh, what? New York. New York. This is in Chicago. Now, his co-defendants, Darrell McDavid and Milton Brown, were acquitted of all charges that they faced. They were charged with conspiracy to receive child pornography, receiving child pornography, and conspiracy to obstruct justice. And so they pleaded not guilty, and they were acquitted.
5: Hmm.
10: All right, so we'll keep you updated on all of these. But we did tell you guys this earlier. One of the witnesses in the the trial, 37-year-old woman, under a Jane Doe said she started engaging in sex acts with him when she was 14 and had sexual intercourse uh, with him when she was 15 and had sex hundreds of times before she turned 18.
14: Mm.
10: All right. Wendy Williams is back in rehab for substance abuse issues. She has checked herself back in, according to Page Six. The source says that things have gotten worse. She went from wine to straight up vodka. They don't know where she's receiving treatment, but they said she did previously seek help from centers in Florida and Long Island City, New York. They said her health and addiction issues worsened after uh, her talk show's production company refused to get her help, allegedly. The source says they turned their backs on her. They had too much control over someone so vulnerable.
1: I mean, that's good, because you see these pictures of Wendy, and you can clearly see that things aren't right. Like, you can clearly see that, you know, things are are, 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 are fading fast. And I'm like, well, at what point is somebody going to intervene? At what, so, at what point is somebody going to say, hey, you know, Wendy, you need to check yourself into you know, some type of facility. you just going to sit there and basically watch her die? Well, I mean, you know, but this
10: isn't her first time checking in. I know.
1: Right. But I'm just talking about an open... Because past... I don't know
10: how long they're able to keep you. Like, are you if you check yourself I'm, in. I don't know. It's I'm just mandatory. Talking,
1: in recent months, like, you, mm-hmm. you've seen it, and it's been very, very, very bad. I like, guys, I remember I kept saying, why do keep putting the cameras in her face? When you can clearly see something is wrong? Why are people, you know, having phone conversations with her, recording them, putting them out? Like, why? You can, You clearly can hear and see something is wrong. Would why you, why I keep exploiting that? Would you reach out to her? What do you mean?
0: I said, would you reach out to her? Because you I mean, worked, for,
1: for worked with her for a long time. Um, that, that part of my life is over, but I do send her uh, healing energy. Mm. But, you know.
10: All right, well, that is your rumor report.
1: Okay, yeah, we absolutely positively send a healing energy. Absolutely, and I'm glad that she checked herself in the wellness center. I don't know whether she did that herself or, you know, somebody close to her did it for her, but that's good because I don't understand sitting around just watching, waiting for the worst to happen to somebody, when you can clearly see the worst is happening to that
0: person. And maybe that's why, you know, the whole situation with the bank and decided to hold the money because maybe they've seen something we didn't.
1: Now see, I don't know nothing
0: about that. I'm just asking, I don't know. I you, mean, if you, they, had they You react. love to
1: conflate two issues. I you, just, you Yes, I you do. do, why, why? That's me. You love to put two cheeks together, I'd always. Put two cheeks I'm together. I'm focusing on one cheek, and here you go with the other one. <laughs> Because it's All right. always got to go in the middle
10: Alright guys
1: <laughs> That's true <laughs>
0: That is true
1: <laughs> Alright We got front
0: page news next What we're talking about
10: Alright The I... truth is
0: always in the middle See
10: Alright well let's talk about A different type of train Railroad strike Whoa. was averted <laughs> What? This is breaking news
0: <laughs> Wow <laughs> hey, Alright we'll get to it next At The Breakfast Club Good morning Morning everybody It's DJ <laughs> NV Angela Yee uh, Charlamagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club Let's get to some front-page news. Now with Thursday Night
1: Football,
0: the Chargers take on the Chiefs at 8.15 p.m. That's going
1: to be a great game. Mm -hmm. Great game, great high-scoring game. Two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Patrick Mahomes. What's the dude from Chargers' name? Uh, Who? Uh Herbert. Was Josh Herbert or what's the first name? I don't remember. I just know he's really good. But that's going to be a great game tonight. All right. What else you got, Easy?
10: Um, well, let's talk about this railroad strike that was going to happen and was averted. They had marathon talks and were able to reach a tentative deal with unions and management uh, that averts a freight railroad train strike that had threatened to cripple the U.S. supply chain even more and push prices even higher for many goods. So the deal with unions representing more than 50,000 engineers and conductors was announced just after 5 a.m. So that was breaking news this morning. It was after an all-night bargaining session. All right, so it's not a way entirely. They do have to make sure they ratify this deal by union members, but it is good news because there's a lot of businesses that depend upon the freight railroads to continue to operate and for the whole economy in general. About 30% of the nation's freight does move by the rail. Mm. And Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, he's claiming credit for sending two planes carrying migrants to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. And so, according to uh, Governor DeSantis, a statement says states like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states and support for the Biden administration's open border policies. So that's their way, I guess, of making a statement and handling things is sending buses of migrants to other places. Yeah,
0: that's, that's so wack. It's I know, been
10: going on for some time now. I
0: know they did that uh, in Atlantic City and, and parts of New York where yep. they just buy uh, immigrants and homeless people just bus tickets, one-way bus tickets. And then when they get to places like Atlantic City or even Newark, New Jersey. With or no heads-up notice, in, by the way. And by just, the way. They just get there and they, there's nothing. There's no facility. And, you know. Yeah, yeah, but that's that, so
1: foul. That's genius on the on the part of the people that sending them because if they're complaining about the fact that their borders are being overrun, and you have like you know uh, these the, the liberals that are saying. You know, we, we we should let we should let them in, and we should you know take care of them, blah blah blah. So they're saying, okay, you believe that? Well, here, take care of them.
10: It's just inhumane. These are human yeah, beings. You know, I could see if you're like, okay, give me a heads up, and one week we're sending. and absolutely. Let's make sure things are set up. But and you know, but you that's know, really just disgusting, and it makes me look at them more like you guys are treating these people like absolutely. they're not even human beings, I, like they're some type of freight. Absolutely. But you know what? Those, you, know what the,
1: you know what the, You know what the politicians are doing. Once those people are getting there, complaining.
10: Well, they're compla- actually, they're
1: complaining. No, well, Mayor,
10: let's talk about what's happening in New York with these migrants. Okay. Mayor Eric Adams wants to actually immediately grant working papers to some of the nearly 10,000 southern border migrants that have come to New York City. And That's he great. said, there's a demand for workers here. And I can t- attest to that. Yeah, and He said, small. I think it's imperative that we look at the employment. Think about this for a moment. We're telling migrants and asylum seekers, you can come to the country, but for six months you can't work. What? Six months you can't work? He says, so six months you are having people who just sit idly by waiting so who's supposed to pick up the tab for that if the federal government is saying that for six months you can't work then the federal government should be saying for six months we are going to compensate you because someone has to pay for that so now he is going to actually try to help and make that happen. That's, that's
1: good on Eric Adams' mm-hmm. fault and you know uh, that's, that's what they're saying they're like yeah we don't want to deal with them so if y'all want to deal with them Y'all deal with them. They, Eric Adams is choosing to deal with them. A lot mm-hmm. of those other people aren't. Well,
0: they don't have a choice. I know. In, in Illinois, Atlanta they City, definitely complaining. Yeah, you no. Know, Atlantic City, uh, shout to Mayor Marty Small. I know what they're doing is they're bringing, they're, they're building centers to help them and to train them, and they are encouraging anybody coming down to Atlantic City that wants to open up businesses to make sure that they hire a, a, a percentage of the people that came from them to make sure that they work, whether it's cleaning, whether it's construction, whether whatever it may be. So they are definitely uh, helping, but they said it's they never know. They said they, a bus will pull up and it'll be like forty. Yeah, that's the, the problem, right? Are, are Treat them like, like, at least give have, a heads up. Yeah, absolutely. Don't just send
10: a bus and people, and then there's nothing set up. If you really are saying, okay, take them. Because uh-huh. like Eric oh, Adams yeah, I is saying. I, I, I didn't
1: know that was happening. Yeah. I thought that people knew that the no, buses no, they put on bus was No, they're just
10: setting up. this has been going
1: on for months. Yeah.
0: By yeah. Way. Put and them just on the showing bus up.
1: And they just show up.
0: And, and all Eric Adams
10: said, you know, in New York City, we're struggling to attract city employees. We've heard about the great resignation, people not wanting to go back in the office. And so he's saying, look, you know, right now there's an 8% vacancy rate across city agencies and in some places up to 20% so let's get to work yeah all right well that is your front page news
0: all right now when we come back we are gonna kick it with Omarion all right Omarion he has a new book out we're gonna talk to him about that and everything that's going on with Omarion all right so don't move it's The Breakfast Club good morning
1: The Breakfast Club with the boxing and everything and then it feels like at some point you started realizing I got to get mentally and emotionally stronger yeah
7: Also because of of a lot of the things that, you know, that were like happened on the outside, you know what I'm saying? And that's why this book really kind of came into fruition. Unbothered. Unbothered, The Power of Choosing Joy, because, you know, I needed to do something more, you know, uh, really figure out what worked for me, you know what I'm saying? And the breath work, you know, the mantras, all of these things that I'm sharing uh, in the book definitely put me, you know, on another level, just as far as emotional intelligence what <laughs> made you
0: not respond though right because you've been going through a lot the last 10 years right? <laughs> everything and every i mean 90 percent of the people are going to respond somehow some way right? yeah whether it's personal whether it's relationship whether it's family whether it's your group whether it's your label right whatever it is don't respond
7: right why i am a methodical person i am a thoughtful person so a lot of the time if I am going to respond, I want to make sure that I get what I need from it. You know what I mean? Because rarely, when we react into life, that we actually get what we want. You know what I mean? So for me, I've always just been like, okay, I'm gonna do what's
0: best for me. You check a box like I remember he said that, and boy, ten, <laughs> she said. Oh, this, I definitely, I this.
7: definitely have a, a a mental list. but, you, know but, what but you don't
10: hold grudges.
7: Nah, I'm mature enough to realize that. A lot of people's uh, perspectives and just position in life are temporary, you know what I'm saying? Because things change, you know what I'm saying? So I try my best to not take things personal.
10: You feel like you slipped a little with all these things that have been happening and you had to be like, let me go back into my um <laughs> no, <answer."> I think, <laughs>
7: no, I think that it's important to stand up for yourself too, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think people get confused when You know, people speak up that it's like, oh, me not or me being bothered instead of being unbothered. But I think that it's important to also stand up for yourself Mm -hmm. and speak up when you feel that, you know what I mean?
10: Okay, so what about Razby saying he was triggered by certain things in the documentary? Mm -hmm. Did you feel some type of remorse like, okay, this was a serious issue, you know, for him?
7: I think um, for Raz, it's interesting because, you know, he obviously is intelligent enough to... See an opportunity to speak about things and use it to his advantage and what do i mean by that you know i just mean that you know i know rasby and i've never heard him say he's been triggered. you know what i mean but i also you know have uh you know along with my team especially on tour you know have given him the opportunity to better his process mm-hmm. and you know he hasn't taken those opportunities you know and the thing that's I think that's tough for me and a lot of people to understand it is, you know, as a type of brother, you know, you have to hold your brother accountable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when he said that he was triggered, I think that that is something that he could have felt, but you know, if people watch actually watch the docu, I was there supporting him. You know, although that small clip was out there, you know, me and my team, we were out there supporting him, asking him what he needed trying to figure out you know our best to help him face you know these very traumatic things that he's been through you know so i just thought it was interesting you know that he decided to see the clip you know in which he uh um, wrote off on to say that he was being triggered I, th- I just thought it was interesting because he knows that you know i've, I've been which there which he wrote off for me he
0: had to sign off on his part in the documentary
7: yes i'm saying like you know just was interesting. It's just like, yo, but you know, we were on tour and we were supporting you. We told you RAS. And how did that work? But you know, know how saying?
1: healing is though. Healing is like it's not a destination, it's a That's journey, true. it's not linear. So something may not bother you on Monday, but That's that same true. thing might trigger you on Tuesday. Yeah, and you're right. I agree. You know, I just think that
7: it's it's interesting in the timing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because that clip had been out there for a couple of days and then it was just like, okay. But are you getting help, bro? Yeah. Are you taking yeah, the steps? Yeah. Are you taking the steps, you know, to to not always express, you know, your emotions through the internet? Like are you doing the work, man? That's real. Are you doing the work? That's not what I see.
0: And how is it with, you know, cuz you guys were brothers growing up? Like, yeah. You guys were everywhere together. You guys grew up with each other. Yeah. So how is it that you guys really don't Mesh and communicate, and right. when they do, is usually I haven't heard you say really much bad about them, anything bad about them, but them talking bad about you. So right. how does that work? Because you all are still on tour, a world. Yeah, that's that's
7: a uh, that's a uh, that's a challenging question. Just because let's just take the concept of brotherhood, right? Correct. Everybody has a different version of that, you know. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. because some people don't actually have siblings. Mm-hmm. I would say, in one aspect, through our journey you know, we were put together to be brothers. But I don't think in essence we we were, mm. you know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, there were a lot of people that made sure that we connected and then disconnected. It's almost like we were made to be brothers to be secret enemies. And there's only certain stories that could embody like what that means, you know, because I believe in real brotherhood jealousy doesn't exist you know you mm-hmm. might feel like okay well dang look at my bro he going up I want to be inspired but it never makes you vindictive it never mm-hmm. makes you jealous it never makes you go past a certain point you know I would say in the aspect of our journey we have a brotherhood but in reality I wouldn't say they identify as what I consider my brother, like my brother Orion, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like our journey, the things that we've shown each other, the challenging times we have, the way we got through that, you know, that's how you're able to really, truly identify who someone is to you in your life, you know what I mean? Somebody that loves you, they don't do certain things. That's real. You know, they don't say certain things. So, you know, if we just really looking at it as far as what it is, you know what I'm saying, if it act like a duck, if it talk like a duck, then. It's a duck.
10: You talk about forgiveness in the book too though. Yes. So do you believe in that? I know you also say there was like an elder person mm-hmm. who really was manipulative. Yeah. Um and that's what kind of caused the strain in the relationship. Do you think that there's a way to discuss things Behind the scenes, off camera, and come to some healing because you did, you know, sit down with Jay Bug and give him a chance. You talk about that in the book as well. Uh-huh. And, you know, decide to reconnect and go on tour. Right. But can you see something like that happening? Or do you feel like some things, like you said, F- it, I can't control it?
7: Yeah, I think that there's definitely a lot of healing, you know what I'm saying, that could go on and that would be awesome. But I would also say that, like, you know, we're all definitely on different levels. But as far as forgiveness goes, in the aspect of the book, the reason why forgiveness is so important, because as you know, it's for you too, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, decide now because I forgive you that you know we're all of a sudden going to do what we was doing. You know, it's a process, and I would say for me, it's been a long journey. It's been such a process for me to be able to really understand how. Certain things in certain people's lives and even in their journeys that you can't even speak about. It's not even your right, you know, to mm-hmm. be like, yeah, well, y'all don't really know what happened because I do. And I'm just choosing to be respectful, to, you know, allow someone to really speak about their journey. And that's so important. You know, what I'm saying to not step on people's toes. And for me, you know, I- I've forgiven them. You know, what I'm saying. so you forgive what?
0: them, but not necessarily forget or not necessarily want to be in, you know, well, a brotherhood right. <laughs> or a relationship or anything with them ever again. You're Like, I can forgive you, but yeah, yeah, I f- with you.
7: Well, it's like I can forgive you, you know, but at this point in time, our relationship, it doesn't serve where I need to be in the energy that I must keep myself in in order to keep my own peace.
0: All right, we got more with Omarion when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Omarion. I wanted to ask, and, you know, we haven't seen you in a long time, so we got a zillion more questions. (laughs) For sure. When one of the members of the group was talking to your baby's mother. April. Yeah. April, yeah. Mm -hmm. How did that make you feel? And did you know? Yeah, I
7: knew. And it really turned up my own father because
1: you he know. turned up my
7: <laughs> own body. No, I did. No, I did in a whole For nother her. way, you know what I'm saying? Because I knew that what he was doing was on purpose and it didn't really prove anything. At the end of the day, you know, you have to recognize that people make their own choices. And and most of the time, it don't even have nothing to do with you. So he made that choice and I don't think it was a smart choice. What about her? Did you ever feel like, why, why are you doing this? Yeah, man. You know, I asked that question many times you know because I, I can't understand but from her perspective you know someone that's hurt you know what I'm saying you know hurt people hurt people you know what I mean and some people just take it to another level
1: I remember us having that conversation here and I said well I don't know if uh, Omarion and Fizz are close they might right. not be close but like like I said, so in his mind that like, might not be a violation but for, but for her right. clearly y'all had a relationship y'all were yeah. close
7: yeah I mean anybody that's around me you know what I mean anybody that I invite into my space you know what I mean I'm obviously comfortable with them you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so to say that we ain't close you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. you know because this was like early on you know and early on you know when I you know, invited, And this probably be the last time I'll speak about this. You know what I'm saying? I saw um,
1: you do your breathing exercise. <laughs> <as before laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I he
0: was I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> last time I'll speak
7: about it's this. It's the
0: only but time I heard you ever speak about it. Yeah,
7: mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? But um, when me and Fizz linked back up, it was like definitely some synergy. You know what I'm saying? Like he was definitely in a different personality. I would say that he was more like humble. You know, he, need- he needed something. When we was hanging out, you know, that's what the vibe was, you know what I mean? We were going on bike rides. We was really essentially getting back to a new level, you know, of of brotherhood, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And there was times that he came over, you know what I mean? And he was dealing with other girls and he came over while me and April were in a relationship. So that's why I said it turned up my father because I knew that it was intentional, you know what I mean? And it was just like, why are you doing that though, bro? You think you won a contest or something? You know what I'm saying? like. You know, what you did was destroy something that one apology, you know what I mean, is not enough. And you still decided to go on tour with them.
0: Yeah. So what was that decision like? Because.
10: And what did your mom say? Most people would be like,
0: after <laughs> <that>. I'm never <laughs> with you again. So what was that? Because you had to forgive to at least allow them to go exactly. on tour. Exactly. And allow them to make money. Right. What the most important
7: thing to me, you know, once I had kids, you know, what I mean, that changed everything for me. Just as far as, you know, my consideration and, you know, them not asking to be here and, you know, what it means to really be a father. You know what I mean? To be a father, you have to consider those things. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, you know, I had to ask myself, was my hate or my disdain for my experience uh, more important than the connections and the impact that I've had on music during my time in the group? And when I thought about how impactful that would be to my kids, that was pretty much how I decided. And what she said about your mom, what did your uh, mom say? Uh, yeah, no, my mom's was just like, I mean, everybody in support, you know, my family. And I have to definitely thank Michelle, you know, what I mean, because Michelle was real, the real reason why I, I decided to go on tour. On Who's my, Michelle,
1: by
0: the way?
7: The hurt right there. Yeah, 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 she's my business partner. Yeah, she's my CEO of my company, uh, OWW Omarion Worldwide. Mm -hmm. She really helped me see the value and why it was important to do it as well. Because for the longest, I've been striving to mature from Omarion from B2K. You know what I mean? And so many other artists has had the opportunity to do that. You know what I'm saying? Beyonce. You know Justin Timberlake you know what I'm saying um I Bobby fought, Brown yeah you know what I mean I, I've I've always been pulled back you know what I mean and I couldn't figure figure that out
4: I feel like you did work I
7: feel like you do have your own identity outside of B2K. Absolutely. yeah I, I do I do have my own identity but you know as far as the connectivity you know to the imprint in which how B2K separated it was undone you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, un- it was undone, not from us, the group. It was undone in our experience, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why it came back around. So that's what I mean. I don't mm-hmm. mean not having an identity outside of that because I've obviously did- been successful as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. I just mean being supported by everyone to never have to revisit that and it being just something that was a treat, which ended up being, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which ended up still being. But because of my experience, I felt definitely not good about it, you know what I'm saying? So, it had to come back around in order for me to deal with it again, and- You
10: and think it's like closure?
7: For sure, on, mm-hmm. on so many levels. Like, that's what I'm saying, like, I would never think that I would become an author. So yeah, you know, this is a purposeful journey.
10: And you reflected on your relationship with your father. Yeah. As well, he was incarcerated when you were younger, and you guys did end up reconnecting. How do you think that's molded you into who you are?
7: It's molded me in a very unique way. You know what I mean? You always hear about people not having their fathers and having, you know, that male influence. But it turned into so many great things for me, you know, like me being the thing that I wanted the most, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then fast forward, us having a relationship now. You know what I mean? Like we took our first trip uh last year we went to DR. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we just chilled and it's like you know, it's so dope, you know, to be able to see where I come from and to realize, you know, some of my quirks and, and, you know, perspectives as a person, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and it's dope to get that ladder on in life, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have really a lot of OGs or, you know, men, men in the game, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people that I look up to really actually give me information that was useful. So essentially, I had to be my own OG, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I look at some of the OGs differently because of that, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like
1: I'm a young OG, and I didn't really have no help like that.
7: You know what I'm saying? I'm
1: I'm glad so many brothers are having that conversation because the first time I ever had a breakthrough in therapy, first time I ever cried in therapy, was discussing my daddy issues, basically. You know what I mean? Because we want that relationship with our fathers so bad, and some of us don't have it. You know, then you get older, you got your own kids, and you kind of just winging it because nobody ever showed you how to really be a a good father. Exactly. Exactly, and that
7: later on in life, man, it was like, it was like a tree, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. I'm like, I'm like so happy that I go get to kick it with my dad, and you know what I'm saying. He fly, you know what I'm saying. Like he like to do things a certain type of way, and I'm like, oh, okay. And you see I'm, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so dope when I see my son because that's that's what I see, you know what I'm saying. And dope. you know he just he just uh, got a phone and now he like <laughs> texts me things that he likes. And I'm oh, just like, sorry. What? He's eight. He's eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Mega. He's probably going to watch this one day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So.
0: All right, we got more with Omarion when we come back. Let's get into Omarion mini-mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was an Omarion mini-mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Omarion.
1: Charlamagne? Let's talk about divine timing, because I find it so interesting that there was the verses. Yeah. Right? You probably didn't go the way you wanted it to go right. fully. For but sure. You seem like you reacted with work. For sure. You reacted with the doc. You reacted with the book. For sure. How does that come about? Because clearly that's divine timing. Yo, that's facts. Yeah. <laughs> I just been
7: preparing. And even though, you know, versus didn't go, you know, it still was, you know, wildly successful, the most successful one. You know, so to be able to show up in the journey and be able to be like, you know what, damn, this might not have been the way that I wanted things to go, but oh, wait a minute. Watch this move right here. Mm-hmm. So I'm really highly thankful for, you know, all the energies, you know what I'm saying? Uh rest in peace. My my nana, she transitioned earlier this year. You know what I mean? So I definitely feel like the ancestors on the other side is moving certain things in the universe for me. And I'm just excited, man. So How what, did you feel what, when
1: people were
0: questioning your talent? Yeah, I was gonna say, what went wrong that night? What what would you have changed?
7: <laughs> well, you know, it was a lot of things that went wrong that night. First, not have a sound check. Another representation. Why didn't
0: you do a sound check? Was that it, that it was people? no time.
7: It was so underwhelming. They were not prepared, you know, for what I expected to be kind of a night in R&B that just kind of turned the sexy up on the planet again. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, really, let's talk about the women. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it became kind of hip hop really, really fast. You know what I'm saying? Early on, it was like that was the set of the energy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And what was your question again? How did you feel about people questioning your talent? Oh, yeah. I think that that's the mark of a legend. I remember hearing people say Michael Michael Jackson couldn't sing. And when you have been doing something for so long, mm-hmm. you know, you can definitely have an off night.
1: But that is not the
7: telltale of, you know, of a 22-year career, you know what I mean? So
1: mm-hmm. It felt like people took the opportunity to say things to you that they've always wanted to say. <laughs> it definitely felt that's like It felt that. like. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, that was crazy. It had to bother you a little bit.
7: Um, you're an artist. And as well, Eric well, said, you sensitive well, about your sh-. <laughs> Well, let me say, it definitely challenged me, unlike I've been challenged in such a long time, <laughs> to, le- to level up. Word, because, word. you know, I'm one of those people mm-hmm. that I don't really move for much because I, I study and I practice and I work on my craft so much. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm unmoved. But one thing that can move me, one thing that has moved me, you know, was the will to just be
0: better. I was gonna ask, what's your relationship with uh Rick Ross? Because I know that you guys, as far as business is concerned, yeah, decided to dissolve it. And I heard him, you know, throw a couple shots and a couple of songs. <laughs> right. So what what is your relationship? And why? Why did you decide to leave or whatever it may be?
7: You know, I was under the impression at the time of, you know, Maybach music in- inception, you know, what it is that I contributed to his business, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like on that level, he respects me and he know he has to respect me you know but as far as personally you know man it's all good man Rose is one of the funniest persons like to come across you know what I'm <laughs> saying so you know if I see him salute but he showed me some things you know what I'm saying so because he showed me things you know even though he could have helped more but um yeah I appreciate the experience man I had so much fun over in Maybach Music and making that music at that time and you know, being able to create an alias, made back oh, to feel a part of something that was, like, truly outside of my culture and outside of myself. What could he have done more of, you think, for you? I would just say, you know, one of the telltales for me, you know what I'm saying, was the last conversation him and I had when, um, you know, he came out to L.A. And, you know, I just expressed him as a businessman. You know, I need to prepare myself for, you know, my transitions. And, you know, respectfully, you know, if there's something going on, with you in Atlantic, you know, just let me know so I could prepare myself. I was very clear with him with that, you know what I mean? He was like, I got you, you know what I mean? And then it was like, Maybach music is no longer a label and it's, you know, I gotta go and actually do the work that was necessary for my journey to like figure out, you know, where I was. And it wasn't in a good position, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's really what I'm talking about. We had a conversation, you know what I'm saying? But you didn't honor that and you didn't feel like you needed to, so. You, you look.
1: You go to therapy, mm-hmm. right? Um, no. Oh, you know. okay, okay. No, I haven't. Cause I'm gonna ask, what has what, what Omarion done wrong in any of these situations? I think uh, not speak up. And also
7: I think I'm a little, you know, early on because I started so young, you know, I'm a little gullible, you know what I mean? Just as far as business, you know what I'm saying? And as far as what people don't give you, what people are not supposed to give you, you know what I'm saying? Like the respect that sometimes you assume you might give, but that you're never really shown, you know what I'm saying? so. I would say that you know that's definitely on me but i don't have no problem you know what i'm saying being honest about my mistakes and mm-hmm. um taking accountability for anything that i've done wrong to people if you ever came across me and, and you know have a relationship with me and you were confused about something there was always an opportunity for you to be able to gain some clarity but the actions you know what i'm saying and that's something that we always have to bring into question when we Speaking about people's personalities, like there's layers to this, you know what I'm saying, and people have to be held accountable for what they're projecting versus their actions, you know what I'm Mm. saying. So what I would say, you know, that I've done wrong is it's just that, but it has gained me such a heightened level of awareness, you know what I'm saying. That it's probably second to none because, you know, I've been through it over and over again,
1: you know what I mean. So I know I know where I'm going. I want to ask oh. you a couple more questions, uh, yeah. especially in particular, the the, the Drink Champs interview. Oh, right? okay. um, I, I saw Fizz said that he's not in contact with you because he never had your number. and It's always been like that. Is that true? How does that sound, man? I, that's
7: what I'm asking, I don't know. I just...
1: That sounds crazy, man.
7: he <laughs> sounds...
10: you to your house without calling you first? <laughs> okay.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, yeet. Mm-hmm. And he, he also said that you went solo because he had sex with a woman you liked. Nah, I don't remember that happening he was the first one to go solo. Cause you know, Fizz
7: was like- The rapper. Yeah, and the, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, the rapper was like the most famous in the group, you know what I'm saying? So Fizz was definitely like in front, you know what I mean? As far as certain vibes, you know what I mean? In the group, you know what I mean? You know how like, okay, Fizz doing something, oh, he on his own way, oh, we all getting on our own way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I viewed it like that. Um, Didn't
10: they kick you out the group?
7: Basically, no, nah, not nah, nah, really. No, nah, it wasn't their fault, I take that back. <laughs> it was Chris Stokes fault. He made us become brothers and then he
0: separated us.
1: Is he the elder that you talk about?
0: Um, He's one of the elders. Okay. You know what I mean? You don't have a relationship with him now? Uh-uh. You know, Rasby and I think it's been rumored that, you know, he talks about sexual abuse with Chris Stokes. Have you ever seen anything like that? I haven't.
7: I haven't seen anything like that. You know what I mean? But, um,
0: yeah,
1: I haven't. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Well.
7: I'm um, You still
10: stand by the background dances, remark, or you feel bad about that?
7: Nah, you know what? Um, when I think about that, you know, I thought that was funny because I'ma just, you know, keep it player with you. You know what I'm saying? As you seen with the mother of my children, like I'm never pressed off of a woman choosing up or who she wanna be with. That's not my personality. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, hey, women choose, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But for me, that's that's not what it was about. That's trivial and, and a drop. You know what I mean? in the ocean of, of the other things that we all have shared and mm-hmm. experienced. That's another thing that's just like, what does that have to do with anything, bro? You know what I mean? What's up, man?
1: You know? Mm-hmm. And you think really all communication is done? Like, because God forbid, we live in a real crazy world. You see the things that's happening to yeah. people. Yeah. If something was to happen to one of them, wouldn't you feel some sort of
7: way? Yeah, man. I don't want nothing to happen to nobody. And I wish them well, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really hope that they see through this experience, and they take a little bit more accountability, you know what I mean, moving forward. And I I like, I hope that they do
0: good things for their life. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying?
7: Like, I don't wish nobody
0: bad. And what is, she just asked me to ask you, what does watermelon have to do with with everything? Okay. Do you like watermelon? Oh
7: gosh. Do you like watermelon? Uh
0: Yes, watermelon is
10: is one of of the best. Very healthy.
7: Yes, it it is. Good for your heart, good for your skin. Okay, thank you. Yes. And see, so and that's the window, and that's the window that people just don't want to walk through because they want to just stay at the, you know, sexual aspect of it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. good things are like sex. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we are all addicted to it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So when you mix the fruit with the sex, that's another level. You might want to try that. You know what I'm saying? Try watermelon, Taylor. I'm telling you, might want to try that. You want to? Might just want to start mm-hmm. by kissing somebody with somebody that
1: you love. Well, watermelon, and, and see how you feel. It's interesting. They give you flack for it, but when Beyonce just randomly said it in a song, <laughs> right. nobody cares. She right. ran just randomly watermelon. Yeah. You just, don't be. Oh, yeah. say it. It's a <laughs> problem. <laughs> oh, do it. It's a problem.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Omario, yeah. we appreciate Thank you. guys you so unbothered, much. Unbothered. The power you of choosing joy. All right. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. It's Omario. Uh-huh.
14: Listen up.
1: All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club.
10: All right, well, Quinta Brunson was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And, you know, she had just won an Emmy. And he was laying on the floor after a bit that he had done previously. And people were upset. Just silly. That it kind of... Uh, ruined her moment. And so here is what happened. And by the way, Quinta Brunton had said afterward backstage at the Emmys that she was not bothered by it at all, that Jimmy Kimmel was a huge supporter of her and the show. Um, So here is what she had to say while she was on the show and what Jimmy Kimmel had to say.
9: That was a dumb comedy bit that um, we thought it would be funny. I lost and then I drank too much and I had to be dragged out on the stage. Mm -hmm. And then people got upset. Mm -hmm. Um, They said I stole your moment, mm-hmm. and um, and maybe I did, and I'm very sorry if I maybe. didn't do that. I'm sorry I <laughs> did do that, actually. And also, the last thing I would ever want to do is upset you, because I think so much of you, and, um, and I, you know, I think you know that. I hope you know that.
3: I do. Well, Jimmy, let me just say thank you. It is very kind of you to say that. I honestly was in such a moment of just having a good time. Like, I won my first Emmy. I was up there,
14: like, right. you know, happy.
10: So she's saying that it. she didn't even notice it.
1: it, it, it listen, it. It, him, and when he said maybe you did, I'm, I'm glad he turned around and said yes you did because he did. Like the apology is cool, but the best apology is change behavior, but she can't change your behavior because Quinta will only have one time to win her first Emmy, <laughs> and Jimmy ruined that for her. Like that That was a, like at some point you gotta know when to give the joke up, bro. Like come on, man.
10: Yeah, I mean I wonder if she would, because she keeps on saying it didn't bother her. She said, that's, she said. Thank you. That's kind. But honestly, I had a good night. So I mean, yeah, she's not letting
1: nobody steal her joy. I get it. it. Yeah, I get it.
10: All right, now Megan the Stallion and Tory Lanez, their trial has been continued. Now, uh, Tory Lanez was in court yesterday. That's when the trial was supposed to start, uh, but he was there because he needed a request for a delay. His current lawyer is in the middle of handling another case. And so Nancy Dillon posted on Twitter, trial start date continued between November 28th and December 8th over objection of prosecutors because Tory's lawyer is in arbitration. And then Kelsey Harris, who is Megan The Stallion's former best friend, according to Nancy Dillon, was leaving the courthouse after she was ordered to return December 9th as a witness called by prosecutors in Tory Lane's felony assault case. She was in the SUV with Tory and Megan The Stallion. Prosecutor estimates jury selection will start December 5th.
1: That's mm, what they calling her as a witness. I'm sure.
10: Yeah, she's been yeah. subpoenaed because mm-hmm. she was there. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, now LeBron, on behalf
1: of who though, I wonder?
10: I mean, I don't know if it's on who it's on behalf of, but mm. she was there, so i I'm pretty sure she knew that she was going to have to testify.
1: Mm-hmm.
10: <laughs> All right, um, now we talked about this yesterday, and I said I thought this punishment wasn't harsh enough, and LeBron has said he thinks the NBA is letting Robert Sarver get off too easy. Uh, He's one of the Phoenix Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury owners. And he got a one-year suspension and a $10 million fine from the NBA after a nearly year-long investigation into workplace misconduct and organizational deficiencies. So LeBron posted, read through the Sarver stories a few times. Now, I got to be honest, our league definitely got this wrong. I don't need to explain why. Y'all read the stories and decide for yourself. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. There is no place in this league for that kind of behavior. I love this league, and I deeply respect our leadership, but this isn't right. There is no place for misogyny, sexism, racism in any workplace. Don't matter if you own the team or play for the team. We hold our league up as an example of our values, and this ain't it. You guys, remember, we talked about this yesterday yesterday. Uh, About Sarver saying the N-word, but they said it was when he was recounting someone else's statements. But I feel like on multiple occasions, they were like, you can't say that. And he still kept doing it. And also saying things about uh, inappropriate comments about women's physical appearances. Mm -hmm. One woman who had gotten implants and, you know, things that he said to her. So it was a $10 million fine, which is the most that the league could impose. But it's just a one-year
1: yeah, I mean, in light of Donald Sterling Suspension. having to sell, uh, in light of Donald Sterling having to sell the Clippers, I can understand why Braun feels that way. And the combination of the sexism and the racism allegations, the racism one is kind of a gray area because he was quoting people allegedly. But I wonder if the punishment would have been harsher if we had audio. With Donald Sterling, there was audio. You that's, know what I mean? That's true. Too. That's that, that's why I think he only got the one year and the ten million. If it still was probably, seems light, though. Yeah, but, but, the, just, but like,
10: also the misogyny and things that he said to women. You but that's know, what I said. That that's that's what, was exhibited also. But that's just, what I
1: said. It's the combination of the racism and the sexism. But I think it's because they don't have the audio of it. Correct. With Donald Sterling, you had the audio. The world heard it. Like the NBA had to like really, really, really take a strong stance with that. Yeah. With this, is just you know yep, yep. allegations. He said, she said. I think it's the, the the audio. The lack of audio was the reason he didn't get a harsher punishment. I think. Mm-hmm.
10: Yeah, so I don't know, but I do feel like and in a statement obtained by ESPN's Mark J. Spears, uh, Tamika Chamaglio, who is an executive director of the National Basketball Players Association, uh, she said the horrible conduct from Suns owner Robert Sarver, who she believes should never hold a managerial position within our league again. uh, She said yesterday the NBA released the uh, the findings from the independent investigation. And she said it's horrible and there's no place in our sport or any workplace for that matter. Additionally, the investigation confirmed that Mr. Sarver's deplorable behavior did not just come to light in November 2021. In fact, the report indicated Mr. Sarver's long history of inappropriate conduct, including racial and gender insensitivity, misogyny and harassment. All issues that led to a toxic work environment for well over a decade. All right. Well, that is your rumor report.
1: All right. Thank you, E. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Oh, uh, man, I want Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast
9: Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
10: Make sure to see The Woman King, an epic film starring Viola Davis, inspired by true events of the first ever army of women warriors in a fight to save their kingdom. Trust me, you'll want to see it for yourself. Now playing exclusively in movie theaters. Tickets on sale now.
5: This is a miracle.
12: There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes,
1: you are a
2: donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now
3: to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Um,
2: and yesterday it was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did.
13: And so we are in a state of emergency.
2: Okay, white
1: supremacist violence is, it always has been, the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches.
12: All right, Sean Lee, <clears throat> please tell me why was I your donkey of the day?
1: Well, donkey of the day for Thursday, September 15th, goes to Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Now, if you haven't heard, uh Governor Ron DeSantis is claiming credit for sending two planes carrying illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Uh this move follows in the footsteps of Republican Governor Greg Abbott of Texas and Doug Ducey of Arizona, who begin sending migrants to Washington, D.C. earlier this year. Uh, Governor Abbott has since started sending the migrants to New York City and Chicago as well. Let's go to CBS News Boston for the report, please.
2: For unsuspecting residents of Martha's Vineyard, that's when tonight's calamity began. But for the 50 men, women, and children flown there, none of whom spoke English, the trip began much earlier and much farther away.
11: From what we found out by talking to the people there, um, originally from Venezuela, they were flown here we're not sure uh, what plane brought them here or how they got on a plane to here. They did tell us they came from Texas.
3: Tonight, Florida's governor says his office organized the migrants' journey to Massachusetts as part of that state's relocation program. In a statement from Governor DeSantis's office, it reads in part, quote, states like Massachusetts will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states. <clears throat> and support for Mm. the Biden administration's open border
13: policies.
1: Well, Democratic lawmakers are calling what Ron DeSantis did evil and inhumane. Personally, uh, I don't think it's as evil and inhumane as watching the border agents on horseback using those whip-like objects to push back Haitian migrants last year. But here's the thing. I actually think what Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, and Doug Ducey are doing is kind of genius. They're not with illegal immigration, okay? They have made that perfectly clear to everyone. Therefore, they are putting these humans on buses and on planes and shipping them where they are welcomed. They aren't welcomed in Texas, Florida, and Arizona, but they are welcomed in what they call... Sanctuary cities sanctuary cities. Okay. Well, what is a sanctuary city? A sanctuary city is a community with a policy written or unwritten that discourages local law enforcement from reporting the immigration status of individuals, unless it involves uh, investigation of a serious crime. These sanctuary communities go beyond cities though. One can find entire counties and states declaring sanctuary status. Would you like to know the list of the sanctuary states in the USA? Here they go. California, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington. And that is exactly where these humans are being shipped. Why are they being shipped there? Because as Ron DeSantis said in a statement, Florida has what they call a state relocation program to transport illegal immigrants to sanctuary destinations. States like Massachusetts, where Martha's Vineyard is, uh, New York and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states in support for the Biden administration's open border policies, end quote. Basically, what Ron DeSantis is saying is I don't want them in my party. I told y'all I don't want them in my party, but if you insist when they get here, they are your responsibility now being that these states are sanctuary cities. And being that these states are sanctuary cities, that shouldn't be a problem. The only reason I'm giving Ron DeSantis donkey today is is because he should have gave Marfora's Vineyards advance notice. Okay, all of these governors from Texas, Florida, Arizona, don't just put these humans on buses and planes and ship them to sanctuary cities. Let the sanctuary cities know they are coming. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. And second, It's the same reason we want people's votes on record, so we can see who's really about that life. Because if you let them know you're sending them, and they say, no, we don't want them, then you are exposing their hypocrisy. When you don't give them a heads up, you know, you leave it to liberal media to twist the story, and they can just say this is evil and inhumane to do that. Now, Democratic Chair Manny Diaz said in a statement, Even for Ron DeSantis, this is a new low. There is nothing that DeSantis won't do and nobody that he won't hurt in order to score political points, end quote. Now, are these immigrants being used as political pawns? Yes. But guess what? We all are. Everything politicians on either side, conservative or liberal, everything they do over the next 56 days is to score political points. You know this. That's why Democrats immediately let the press know that they provided these 50 migrants from Florida food, blankets, shelter and other necessities to score political points with the people. But if you ask me, you shouldn't get points for what you're supposed to do. I would think that is what is supposed to happen in a sanctuary state. All I keep hearing politicians say is Ron DeSantis did this to gain cheap political points. I would say it's him being consistent. Okay, they are clear on their position about the border. They're acting accordingly. And I would much rather these migrants, you know, be sent to sanctuary states and have someone on horseback using whip-like objects to deter them from entering, okay? Without the liberal media spin, uh, one seems more humane to me, but, they have to give these sanctuary states a heads up that they are coming. You have to give these sanctuary states notice, and you should, because guess what? It will probably work to your advantage because you will probably expose the hypocrites in the political theater. because the truth to the matter is Democrats don't like the migrant surge happening at the sovereign border
2: either.
6: Do you have to say quite clearly, don't come? Yes, I can say quite clearly, don't come. And what we're in the process
4: of getting set up. Don't leave your town or city or community.
13: In an interview with ABC News, the president pushing back on criticism migrants are crossing in such large numbers because he has reversed several Trump-era immigration policies.
4: The idea that Joe Biden said, come, because I I heard the other day that they're, they're coming because they know I'm a nice guy. Well, here's the deal, they're not.
1: They don't want them either, okay? Just Governor DeSantis, give them a heads up next time because I for one would love to see the excuse they come up with to not take those migrants in when you do. Please give Florida Governor Ron DeSantis the biggest hee-haw. All right,
0: well thank Mm -hmm. you for that donkey today, sir. Mm -hmm. Now when we come back, ask ye. 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teladano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league.
4: state farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long lasting impact like a good neighbor state farm is there got my PREV not 20 shot
3: it's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine for us
5: wise folks
3: it helps protect
5: i'm 19 strong
3: and asthmatic and at higher risk
13: Right rug flooring. Need
1: relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the bread. Morning,
0: everybody. It's DJ Envy Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning, Breakfast Club. Good morning, Angela
14: Yee. Charlemagne the Guy. Peace,
1: peace, peace, peace. DJ
14: Envy, this lady.
0: Good morning. What's your question for yee? Hey,
14: lady. Um, I have a question about me and my best friend's relationship. Mm -hmm. So, me and my boyfriend at the time, we were dealing together, Mm -hmm. and then I took him out of state to like a a funeral with me, and then we came back, and then a couple of months later, he violated his parole, he went on a run. He went and ran back down south to hide out with my best friend for three months. What? Three to four months. And she didn't even tell me until like, Five months later, and that was because somebody else called me from down here like, yo, I see your man with your girl. Where you at? I'm like, what? Oh, you already know what it is. And her profession is prostituting. But I wouldn't think that she would do anything with him, and I wouldn't think he would remember her address to
10: run back down there on the run. Well, clearly they were in contact with each other, and... For some reason, they've been talking behind your back, no one told you, he didn't tell you? She didn't tell you? You had no idea he was there? That ain't your best friend? We've been
14: friends for like
10: about over 15 years. She's been prostituted for that long, but
14: I didn't think she would bring her profession into our friendship
10: with my. Let me ask you this, does she have a history of doing things like this to other people other than you? Like, is she a sneaky person? Is she deceptive? Um, she always about her money. Okay. So if she pop up in about her money, so I guess if
14: a person got some money or about some money.
10: Well, I guess her morals were not for her to be loyal to you. Mm. And so, honestly, yeah, could I haven't you haven't been telling her too much information about? Can you like, trust somebody like that? Yeah. That's not your best friend, and let me tell you something. Just because you know somebody for fifteen years, don't mean you have any obligation to continue to call them your best friend or continue to have them in your life in that capacity. Right. Only have people around okay. you. Only have people around you who you could trust, who have your back.
14: Yeah, but I've been cut off so many damn people in myself, so I'm like, yeah.
10: I'm down to like one hand with friends. Okay, but that's no reason to uh, keep a toxic friend around you and someone who you can't trust. What is the definition of friendship to you, especially a best friend? That's supposed to be somebody that I know everything. You're not supposed to have my man living with you for months without me knowing. Mm-hmm. That sounds crazy. Where is her loyalty? Right. Facts, because if she do that, she could capable of doing anything, set me up or doing whatever. Does she think there's anything wrong with this at all? No, she oh. just like when I spoke to her, she
14: just carried on like, "Oh yeah, he came. He was hiding out. The police came kicking my door. I tell him I he had to go. Like it was just like regular conversation to her. Like, bitch. I'm in, I'm sorry. Excuse me.
10: <laughs> like, it's okay. I'll get you. <laughs> and what do you do? You still talk to him? That's not your boyfriend, right? No, it's not my boyfriend. We ended up breaking up. He went in, <laughs> went down south, got
14: married, came back up here to New York. Oh, yeah, and, he he ain't ish either. I spoke to him, and then he was trying to tell me the story. I put they both stories together, but they both
10: stories sound suspect. And he was trying to get back with me. I'm like, nah, yeah. I ain't want no career in the baby that bad. Imagine that. I'm and asking. you know what the two of them was doing in that house. Right. So you but, know what to do. Listen, just thank God you got the two of them out of your life. Something worse happened. All right. All right, take, take care. care. No problem. All right. Have a good morning. Here's with you, with you, with some real advice with Angela Yee.
1: It's Ask Yee.
0: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello. Who's this? This is TT. Hey, TT. What's your question for Yeezy? Oh, my question is, um,
14: well, first off, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, lady. Good morning. Um, My question is that... I just found out I was pregnant after 10 years, and um, I don't want the dad in the picture.
0: Okay, <laughs> you so. You want the baby, but not the dad?
14: Basically, he got four kids in the past two years.
0: Mm-hmm.
10: All right, so, so you don't want to be with him, but you still want him, do you not want him to even be a father to your child? No. I, I mean. But I want, this my baby. It's both of your babies, okay. This is my baby. But after just.
14: 10 years, like,
10: yes. he already got kids. But just imagine this, you know, you don't want later on in life for your child to feel like my father abandoned me, neglected me, but then come to find out my mom didn't want him around. And so... Like,
14: period. It's
10: okay. Like, but the thing is,
14: he's not going to have time for babies in two years, not including the baby I'm currently pregnant with. That's, look, I
10: understand. And look, you got yourself in a situation because you knew this before, right? You, I didn't. Oh, you didn't know? No. Okay, well listen, I will say this, allow him the opportunity to step up to the plate as a father, he's not somebody you have to be with, okay, but for him Mm -hmm. to have his responsibilities as this child's father, and those responsibilities are not just financial, but also emotional, because this is more about your child, than just you, right? This is about the future of your child, for your child to know, you know, I think a lot of people have issues with their father not being in their life, and it would be really hurtful later on for your kid to find out, my mom wouldn't allow that to happen, and that's why there was this void that I didn't have. Now, if he doesn't step up to the plate, that's on him. Thank goodness your child has an amazing mother who will love and care for, you know, for him or her, but you have to give him the opportunity. See, in our will- I will give him the opportunity, but like I don't want him in there. You don't have to be with him. You don't have to do any of those things. You can communicate yeah, through course. a third party, all of that. I
12: but do that already
10: as far if as I'm him good. being a father, you know, I think you have to, you know, you have to give him access and you have to let him step up to the plate. Now if he slacks on those responsibilities, you're there. But you never want your child to hear my mom block that from happening because mm. you don't know what will happen later on. Maybe he will be yes. a great father. Maybe it will be the best thing that ever happened. Well, your child will be the best thing that ever happened to you. But don't go into the situation already saying he can't come around. That's my child, not his. That's not fair to your child.
11: I hear you. All right. And Thank I'm glad you. you're in a
10: position and you have the. uh You know, the wherewithal to take that responsibility on yourself, if need be. But ideally, it would be great if he is an amazing dad. And let him be that if he can.
14: Okay. I feel like it's just the beginning pregnancy hormone that I haven't felt in 10 years.
10: I know. You're emotional. And guess what? He, You found out some things that you didn't know before. You feel deceived. You're angry at him. Never let your anger Thank at him you. be taken out on the relationship. And I get that. You have every right to be angry at him. But this has nothing to do with an innocent child who didn't even ask to be here.
14: Correct. All right. Thank you, Mama.
10: And girl, one more thing. You're going to need the help, yes. and maybe you'll appreciate it if he's the father that he's supposed to be. <laughs> There's going to be times when you need a break. There's going to be some things that you need taken care of. You shouldn't have to do this by yourself. You Don't make yourself do it alone. You're right. You're right about that part. All right, honey. All right. All right have a good day. You too.
0: ASCII, 800 585 Now, you got rumors on the way?
10: Yes, and let's talk about these defamation lawsuits. I love All right. Him. Yeah, <laughs> we'll discuss.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll get to it next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, the Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report
5: with Angela Yee has it. And... on the Breakfast Club. Listen up. Nah, 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 nah,
10: nah, well, Nicki Minaj has filed a lawsuit against a woman named Marley Green after she says that uh, you know the woman alleged that Nicki Minaj is addicted to cocaine. Now, her uh, celebrity gossip name is Nosy Hose, and she said that Nicki Minaj is shoving all this cocaine up her nose Mm. Mm -mm -mm. and said allegedly before backtracking, but we all know it's true. I can't even say allegedly with that because, you know, I, we all know it's true. I'm not saying allegedly that Nicki Minaj is a cokehead. Mm. Well, Nicki Minaj's legal team has said that uh, this woman also made vile comments about her one-year-old son and told Nicki Minaj to get therapy for her infant son because your baby is going to be a rapist, too. Mm. So now she's being sued for defamation. She said she has never used cocaine, and Nicki Minaj is looking for $75,000 in damages.
1: Hey, there's a whole generation of people who don't realize the consequences of their words. They think they can get on these platforms like YouTube and social media and say and do anything, and you simply can't. You simply can't by the way if if you think all of these people you have loved over the years, from the Wendy Williamses, the Perez Hiltons to whoever haven't been sued, you are out of your devil damn mind. Only difference is they have money and corporations that will take those blows for them. y'all not gonna have that okay y'all all y'all gonna do is get your wages garnished and end up bankrupt and in really bad debt and if you think for one second that somebody won't take your house if given the opportunity. You bucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what garnishing your wages mean. You, They're going to learn the hard way.
10: Well, Cardi B also has a message for Tasha K. As you know, Tasha K. won her $1.25 million defamation lawsuit against, against Tasha K. earlier this year after they held her accountable for intentional infliction of emotional distress. Mm. Okay, well, Cardi B is now saying to go ahead and send that check because Tasha K. is still going at cardi b so uh she (laughs) said nobody (laughs) said your name send my check and there you have it can't just say anything um all right pharrell has launched a creative company to combat societal issues facing marginalized communities it's called mighty dream that agency was made in partnership with the marketing group edelman and it'll focus uh exclusively on Ideas for products that strive to aid marginalized communities in America and then work with big brands to bring those ideas to life That's dope Mm -hmm. That's like when you decide I want to do things that matter and he's always done things that give back But I think that's a great way to use your power All right now Eminem is helping to celebrate double XL's 25th anniversary by looking back at his own career He wrote an article where he discusses Everything you know, he talked about uh, before he signed to Dr. Dre and Interscope, and having a conversation with Royce the Five Nine. And he said he had made three or four songs. David to this guy, and then found out that the guy worked in the mailroom and wasn't really who he said he was. He was at such a low point. He said he was 24. He had a baby to take care of. All he wanted to do was rap. And so, a lot of things happened after that. He discussed drugs becoming a part of the way that he was living his life once he did end up getting signed he said when I first came to LA me and some guys I was hanging out with used to go to Tijuana and we would buy drugs Vicodin and all of those things and go back and forth and so he said his addiction didn't start uh, in his early days when he was coming up it really started after he got signed and got some heat so um, you know he goes on to discuss battling that addiction and taking 75 to 80 Valiums a night and even having 10 drug dealers Damn. at one time. Mm-mm-mm. That's a lot, 75 to 80?
1: Now He's spreading the wealth with 10 different drug dealers, Lord have mercy.
10: In one night, man. All right, so um, he talked about the album Encore and how that album got leaked and it would have been a completely different album if it hadn't gotten leaked because then he had to go and remake parts of the album from scratch. And he ended up putting up some of those songs as a bonus disc because those songs had leaked. So other things he discussed also was um, his relationship with Eminem. Now, he spoke with Paul Rosenberg on Paul Rosenberg's Sirius XM uh, show and podcast. And he said that Dr. Dre's brain aneurysm is what actually led him to reconciling with Snoop Dogg. Here's what he said happened with Snoop.
0: I think that there was a miscommunication at the time in regards to him being on my album, the Mathers LP, Bitch Please yeah. 2, and I think he had wanted to do something with me and and maybe gave you the idea or something and you just said you said something to the effect of, well, let's hear what the song is first. You know, let's see what, what, what the type of song is. And I think he, he said the way that he took it was kind of like that I don't f- with him.
1: I don't even think I said it to him because I don't remember talking to him, but I may have yeah. talked to somebody on his team and whatever I said was relayed back to him in a way that he didn't like, and he thought that meant that you didn't with him, which yeah. obviously wasn't the case.
14: Right, which I explained to him. Like, I'm like, bro,
0: doggy style changed changed my life. Pause.
1: This All is
0: the right. Album,
10: stop it. <laughs> what? That's crazy. That's <laughs>
1: Listen, you can't front on Eminem's impact on the game. Right, okay, to me, the measure of success isn't just individual accolades. It's how many other people do you make successful? And Eminem gave us 50 Cent in G Unit, so right. to me, he's super successful. All right. All right, well, You can't say doggy style changed my life without saying dog. You gotta say doggy style the album Well we see what change your mind is life. and We're that is the
0: rumor report Jesus Christ Up next to People's Choice Mix 800-585-1051 It's the
1: Breakfast Club, good morning
0: Morning everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy We are the Breakfast Club Alright, you got a positive note for the people?
1: I do, the positive note is simple man When you do right by people, God takes care of you And everything attached to you, believe it
5: Breakfast that. Club
4: bitches
1: y'all
14: finished or y'all
4: done?
13: Zumo Play.